0: Welcome to Panel with Chad and Ava. Today, we're going to discuss showers or guns, custom work for Chad, and how to put together a bug out bag on a budget. Chad, how are you doing today?
1: Wonderful. Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, of course, Uh, I will say you're looking a little, uh, a little gray and and dark. Uh, If you guys are wondering what's going on with Chad's camera, he had some issues. So he just got rid of the webcam that he was using. Uh, but next week we'll, it'll be, uh, figured out. So don't worry about that. In the meantime, though, before we start talking about the show, I want to talk about electronic transfer. So I think it's really important if you guys are selling guns or you're in this industry, even if you're doing some kind of training, anything gun related, uh, lots of banks and, uh, merchant services are cracking down on anything gun related and without any warning, they will shut down your account. I even had it happen to me uh, with PayPal. So I think it was like about eight years ago. I was using it as my main form of, you know, ways to collect payment. And they found out that I was, you know, doing stuff that was gun related and they froze my account for six months. So not only did they not just like, like, hey, yeah, we're not doing business with you and, you know, just close my account, but they froze it. So I could not get any of the funds that were in there for six months. And then after six months they finally released my funds and then i couldn't use paypal anymore and i try to take legal action because i'm like how is this even legal um but there's you know there's ways around it and they had every right to do it so i would definitely check out electronic transfer uh they are a company that looks out specifically for people in the firearms industry but you don't necessarily have to be in the firearms industry in order to use them they will be anyone's prices, and uh, there's no contracts. The um, All of the all of the stuff is free. Um, it's it's honestly kind of a no-brainer. So check them out, electronictransfer.com. Now it's time to do a mail call. So, Chad, why don't you tell us what you got in the mail?
1: All right, so I got this purple package.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Fancy. All right, so this is gun candy. I don't know how many of y'all may have heard of gun candy before, but, um, it is a, it's an additive that you put in a high gloss, uh, clear, um, well, just a gloss clear in general, but you add this little tiny, um, uh, little tiny amount. So uh, this one's called razor bag. All right. So you add this to your four ounces of clear, and then you spray it over a solid black uh, base coat and what it gives you is this really cool chameleon kind of pattern so it's like a the color changing kind of pattern you see on uh, sports cars and things like that and they have different variations of it some like blue to aqua to teal and then reds um reds and oranges and yellows purples things like that a lot of really cool stuff i had some customers asking about gun candy and um i thought i'd get a few samples in and try to put a couple of um, demo pieces together and get on their certified applicator list. So maybe I could start doing a little bit more of um, these kind of projects with this uh, special additive. Uh, Cerakote also has an additive as well. They call it Cerakote FX. Um, It's basically the same kind of concept, but people ask for the gun candy specifically. It's quite popular uh, from what I understand out there on the interwebs.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually have that on a few of my guns and it just looks mm. really cool. And I think the hardest part is honestly trying to decide what color you want because you're like, oh, do I want more of like a blue purple mm. tone or it's like reddish greenish color? I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It comes out really nice. And, uh, and depending on like how the sun or the light hits it, it just like, you know, it changes. It's very much like chameleon. So that's mm. awesome. Um, and it's. I will say, isn't it crazy how much it is when you think about like for this little tiny? You're like, oh, yeah, for this little tiny thing, it was, twenty you know, bucks. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, uh, I got some glitter in my makeup bag if you want to try that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, so it was funny. I uh, I showed my son um, this. Actually, my son and my daughter, my two middle children. And my daughter was a little upset because she wanted to put it on her Pinewood Derby car. That they just finished racing, mm-hmm. I said, "Sorry, honey, i'll have to look next year." And my son was like, "Can I have it on my car?" So uh. I think we we're, we're going to cut things out and everything. I'm going to let him dry it out, and I'm probably have him come up here to the shop with me and help me spray and and uh get his car set up and painted. So we'll probably do like gun candy yeah. on a Pinewood Derby car, which would be kind of interesting. So
0: yeah, that would be really uh. cool. Well, i uh I recently got a. It's not called a fanny pack. It is called a let's see, what do they call it? Uh, the strap pack. And this is, um, made from the company, uh, well-made company. So it's essentially, it's a fanny pack, but it's really cool. They have lots of really cool designs, like lots of colors and stuff. And then I also got a matching sling from my gun. This one uh, is padded, so it gives you a little bit more, Yeah, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable the company is in colorado they're in denver so about an hour away from me and the guy i met him at Shot show and he saw that i posted some of the stuff you know that he does um just on my social media and it was like hey we really appreciate it Here's, you know this free fanny pack and uh sling but i'm gonna see if like maybe he wants to do something if he wants to collaborate on like a special print or something maybe do like an ava flanelle type thing. I don't know. Cause I, I mean, it's, it's really good quality. It's all handmade too. And yeah, maybe if nothing else, maybe I'll go up there and tour the place, but it makes some good stuff. So if you want to check it out, uh, just search for well-made company. All right. Now it's time for the, would you rather question? So we always want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions, email us at panel at gmail.com. Today's question is give up your guns for two years or give up showers
1: i think the answer is pretty
0: obvious i yeah maybe for you i mean you're talking to somebody who is a clean freak like i have a hard time having relationships because i'm like wait a minute what do you mean you don't shower before bed which by the way guys if you're listening you guys better freaking shower before bed there's people that shower in the morning and it's like why like you you know you go through your all day picking up all these germs, and then you bring them into your bed. Like, I will not date a guy who does not shower before bed. It's, I can't. And, I mean, my germophobia and OCD has, like, greatly affected, like, who I end up dating because I'm like, they could be the hottest guy, but if they're not clean, mm, nope, we can't do this. So, I don't know. This one's really hard.
1: Well, my thing is, all right, the question, the way it's phrased, give up showers, doesn't say anything about monkey baths. Or baths, or going down to the creek. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a way to get clean, right? I don't yeah. need to take a shower. I can take a monkey bath if I, I need mean, to. But. Yeah,
0: I mean, baths are like that's some dedication, though. I know that there's like most people probably think because I'm female, I'm taking baths all the time, but like it takes, you know, it's some time to like sit in the bath yeah. and. I don't really have that
1: time. Well, before I cut my hair, you know, it was showers all the time, and I had all that hair to manage. Um, but, you know, I grew it out long enough to donate, and I'm glad now because I can go back to, like, bathing with soap only, and I take, like, these quick yeah. three-minute showers. And my oldest son is, he's, like, he's 13, and he says, how do you take a shower so fast? Like, I get in, I clean, and I get out. What are you doing in there, huh?
0: All right. Uh, I mean, personally, I sing. I sing a few different songs. I shave my armpits 20 different directions because you got to get a smooth shave. Uh, then I shave, you know, my chest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know how i end up taking such long showers, but, like, I just love it. Like, it's, like, my happy place. Hey, so, that, that said... Um,
1: Ava's giving I up guns. I, I guess know. that's the answer.
0: Well, can I also tell you, I... I also like getting pregnant kind of scares me because I'd have to essentially. I mean, I don't know how far along your pregnancy you'd have to be before you stop shooting. Me, especially considering my age, I'm already considered a geriatric pregnancy, so I would probably just like want to be super, you know, super safe and probably not shoot. And I can't even imagine not shooting again for nine months.
1: Um, I won't. Well, from previous experience, I want to say it's somewhere right past the first trimester, maybe a little bit before that, but it's when the ear canals and stuff start to develop. Um, And the the babies are insulated pretty well. So a lot of that sound doesn't really travel through. But, um, you know, the concussions and all, a lot of people get concerned about that. And it's always just better to be uh, erring on the side of safety uh, in that regard. I know
0: yeah so i don't know i think i would give up guns i know everyone's gonna hate me but listen if i can't even have a boyfriend because i'm such a clean freak what makes you think i'm gonna choose guns you know i mean guns don't make me happier than boys but whatever (laughs) all right uh moving on with the rest of the show um rossi so i was on their website and i saw that they have an st12 which is a 12 gauge shotgun they also have other, um, shotguns chambered in 410 and 20 gauge, which I think just sounds a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's like, has very little recoil, like those calibers, and it's just kind of like fun for planking, but the 12 gauge, the ST 12, um, had my attention because MSRP on it is only, I think it was like 320, which, you know, you know, most companies, most gun stores, don't sell it at MSRP. So it's like pretty affordable. Um, and it just, it looks like a cool gun. I should be getting some stuff pretty soon to try out. And then I think we kind of figured out that I would send it to you and you're going to put like an awesome goat job on it. Um, but yeah, so 12 gauge pump action, holds five rounds, front sight is a bead. And um, length of pull um, is, it's actually, it's made for people who are a little bit smaller in frame. Mm-hmm overall length, I think is 38 inches, but yeah, I would say definitely check it out. It looks really cool. Um, I had to look up closely because it looks like, it looks like a part of It's almost like a a carbon fiber, but don't quote me on that. I'm not
1: entirely sure. Something with uh, these, excuse me, something with these entry level shotguns is that they fit into just about anyone's budget. So anybody can get a good home defense shotgun, for less than $300, I mean, that's a win in my book all day long. Um, and pump actions are known for being ultra-reliable. Um, you can run pretty much any type of load through it, from your heaviest buckshot loads all the way down to your less-than-lethals and your really low-velocity number four or double-op buck. Um, these mm-hmm. loads are meant to fit into a niche where it's easier for, like, female shooters especially to handle the recoil of a 12-gauge but still put a lot of power down range. And shotguns are just a great home defense tool. If you feel that they're safe in the area that you live, uh, depending on your living situation, they may not be the ideal choice because of overpenetration and things like that, but they are a wonderful tool. And for under 300 bucks, that's a steal of a deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So check it out. rossiusa.com. Listener questions. So we actually got a question about you, Chad. So this person asked, if we want to order a custom Sercote work from Chad, what is the best way to do so? And does he have prints to choose from, or can we send him ideas?
1: So it's actually a pretty Yeah, so um, the the website is set up, um, you know with a special Sercote page and it has all the information that you need on it. It's just slash Um There's a price list that has many of the different, um, options for coating solid color or some standardized patterns. Um, most real custom stuff, especially if somebody wants a special graphics or a special design, that's kind of a one-off thing that I have to not only kind of think about the design, but also quote individually just because of the amount of work that may be involved. Um, but there is a standard price list on the website and there's a special order form there as well. So if you want to send anything to me, you can just check out ArgosOrdnance.com slash and just follow the instructions. If you got any questions, give me a ring. Okay. And then
0: what part of Georgia are you in? So if anyone is local and they're like, oh, I didn't even realize that goes right up the yeah. street. And they give you
1: so yourself. I am about 35, 40 miles south of city center of Atlanta. I'm in Henry County, uh, Locust Grove, Georgia is where I'm located. And uh, as of right now, I'm the only certified applicator in my county. Um, so I've got a pretty good range, um, before you get to any of the other certified applicators that are covering the Georgia area. So. Okay. Great.
0: Listener comments. This is from, uh, Clint H five, two, three, four. Love the direction. PP panel has taken. Very informative and entertaining. Glad to see education is a prominent part of the show. Keep sharing your experience on politics, tactics, safety, and history. Don't be afraid to share the those tidbits of life learning that makes us all better human beings. Next is from James Sullivan forty two eighty five. Did you see the new Magpul Maztec HUD system while you were at Shot Show? Freaking space guns, man!
1: Space guns, indeed. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Did you see it? Freaking guns. No, I didn't. But I want to say I don't. So, maybe I'm wrong, but this isn't the first year that they've had at their booth, right? Because I think I've seen it before.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure because we hadn't been back to SHOT since 2020. That was the last year that we actually went out there.
0: Okay. Huh. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing something kind of similar. Um, But, no, I did not get to check it out.
1: So, I just saw some images of it um, just kind of floating around Instagram and other social media platforms. But it's a pretty interesting system in that... It kind of combines the features of a laser rangefinder, kind of like the Wilcox Raptors, that a lot of people will put on top of their optics, right? And then it'll give them a ballistic calculation that then they could move to their optic, make the correction, and then fire and engage a target. This actually projects your ballistic information into your reticle. It's not like a special scope that uh kind of is an all-in-one. It's it's a system. And it it literally is a heads-up display in the optic of your choice, which is just insane. Um, But I I just really looked at it kind of in passing. I'd like to, you know, research a little bit more just to kind of find out more about the technology. But it is crazy how things are kind of progressing in the realm of optics, especially. Um, You know, I mean, I've even seen some concepts where they actually have your round uh, count in the... uh, the The HUD system, so like you use special magazines that keep track of how much ammunition you have left, and you have all that information right there. It's just so neat.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I know it's crazy. I mean, you ever think that, like, even fifty years from now, people are gonna look back to like our time and they're gonna be like, "That was so like archaic." Yeah, like, can you believe you shot like that?
1: Yeah, well, kids are already thinking that I'm old. I'm just forty, and I'm thinking you have no idea, kid. But yeah, I think
0: well, also. The slang that they use nowadays is just really mm-hmm. weird. I mean, I've been keeping notes so that I could remain cool and occasionally pull it out and be like, "Yeah, man, that's dog water, dog water, or uh, no cap, or you know, whatever."
1: I'm clueless here. Yeah,
0: you wouldn't. No, you're forty. I'm not you are 40 i am not 40 yet. Oh so. yeah.
1: Well, don't worry. Um, when when you yeah. turn forty, the last ten years of your life will catch up to you, and you wake up and go,
0: "Ow!" I know. I hear you. And uh, then last comment is from uh, Motor K Madman. And he said, Chad's alive.
1: Everybody wonder where I went. Which...
0: I know. Everybody was. I mean, even... So, it's funny because, like, working with Eric, everyone's like, that's cool, but where's Chad? Or, oh, wow, Chad got pretty. You know, which I, like, I was Chad. And everyone's like, what's happening? Like, Eric, what happened to your channel? Where's Chad? Like, you just disappeared. And... um, On Eric was like, well, you know, he's really
1: busy and blah, blah, blah. Here you are. I was focusing a lot on the shop and trying to get kind of things squared away to get this uh, side of the business set up. Um, And I taught myself CAD. So that was last year. And I had my face in the computer most of the time working on various designs and things. Um, Actually, I can say that I have two uh, non-provisional patents filed from those designs. So we'll see how that uh, works out in the future and if I can get those things prototyped this year.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. All right. So now the main topic, bug out bag. So I kind of figured that you would take the reins on this one. I don't know. I probably could step my game up in the bug out bag category. Um, I've done a little bit of prepping, but really I, I do need to step up my game, but you know, I was thinking if I'm probably thinking this, so are a lot of other people and with things getting the way that they are, like we, you know, Uh, When I say we, Eric and I, we recorded a a show not too long ago about a potential civil war uh, with it being, you know, election year and stuff. I think things are going to get weird. So I think that if nothing else, it would just be a good idea to, you know, kind of not only is it great to be armed and be able to protect yourself, but also plan for like a lot of the unknown that might come our way. And essentially a bug out bag is like, okay, uh, you know, crap hits the fan. And you either have to pick up and go, so you you have this bag that you just pick up and leave, or you have this bag that's in your car where you essentially use the components in it to get back home. Um, I mean, it really could be anything and the scenario could change. And that's why you kind of have to be sort of, you know, I guess, like include a lot of different items in it because you really just don't know what to expect or what you're going to run into and how long you're going to have to survive using that bag.
1: That's right, and there's also another caveat too. Is um, everybody's in a different point in their life. Like myself, I have a wife and four children, so it I can't bug out and leave my family behind, right? So, yeah, um, you have to plan for for those type of um, those type of situations. So, if you're going to have a bug out bag that you prep. And it's something that you can leave the house with your family and you can have everything you need for a number of days, maybe up to like a week or so of supplies and you know, medical uh, supplies and things like that, um, then that's that's good. But if it's just you, then I think this is probably more what this video is, is getting at because you're talking about a bug out bag for about a thousand bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my idea of bug out is like I'm in the vehicle and I'm trying to get home and you know I get stuck in some massive traffic jam uh, because of some either natural disaster that's gone on or maybe some civil disturbance, whatever the case might be. And you know, you're, I don't know, say you're 20, 30 miles away from your home and you're like, okay, well I'm not going to stay here. I got to go. And you just pick up your bag and you go, well, I have been keeping a bag. (sighs) been keeping a bag for uh, a number of years, but, um, Prior to 2020, I, I kept some emergency supplies in my vehicles at all times um, and, you know, some things in a small pack that, that I could just take and run with if I needed to. But after everything happened with COVID and all the riots and all the nonsense, you know, it really put a lot of things into perspective. And uh, I started uh, carrying a bag with more essential supplies. And um, in 2019, I also got um, ham radio certified. So I got my ham licenses. And for you guys who don't know what that is, it basically gives you access to some different um, radio bands that are available out there that people chat on quite a bit. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, ham radios are great. Radios in general are great. But uh, this bag, go ahead.
0: I'm going to check for a second, but I think the biggest downfall that's going to happen is like, what if, what if there is no way to get in touch with each other? You know, I mean, like, you know, cell towers go down and, and I feel like that's going to be like the first thing and, and how many of us rely on that? Yeah. Like, well, as long as internet, I'm good. Well, guess what? Internet might be the first thing to go down. And now you're just like, uh, I don't know. You know, so that is like ham radio. It used to be kind of a in the past, but it's like, definitely it opens like the door to a lot more. Mm-hmm more uh, opportunities. Now if
1: you want to in the future we can do a complete video on like emergency comms. Um, I've got a lot of experience in that department with a bunch of different communication methods um, that involve some that involve the internet some that don't which is pretty cool but um, we'll talk about the radio in a second but th- this bag and now now this bag is a little bit over the it's a little bit over the normal budget if you want to say like a bug out bag for $1000. This is one of the um, AR500 armor uh, phoenix backpack so this actually has level 3a armor in the back side of it so in a s- hanky situation you could flip this thing around wear it on your chest and you have access to everything that's in your bag and you have some ballistic protection if there's the threat of you know gunfights and things like that which most people will never be involved with something uh, along those lines but you know i'd rather be prepared for it than at a loss if the situation does arise but uh, it's, like I said, it's, it's an AR500 armored backpack, and it they, they run usually about 175 180 bucks or so somewhere right around that ballpark. But um, with any bug-out or emergency bag, uh, the first thing that you want to have access to is a medical kit, right? And I'm not going to bust this thing open because it's all packed in there nice and tight, but uh, you open up the top, and the first thing that's available is a tourniquet, right? So I've got a full trauma kit in here with like your Israeli bandage. Um, I've got some quick clots, uh, some other gauze, um, chest seals, all the normal trauma accessories and tools and such. You know, some uh, shears. But then also I have a boo boo kit. So you got your band aids, your antiseptics, uh, your antibiotic ointments. I've even got some regular Advil, Tylenol. Uh, um, let's see. There's some. Uh, there's some. Allergy medicine in there, uh, Benadryl. There's some Benadryl in here, all kinds of different uh, normal meds that you might need in a situation. have got ChapStick in here, AfterBite, uh, some uh, bug wipes, you know, like mosquito repellent wipes, uh, just a bunch of stuff right here in this medical pack, all right? And that's just something that stays in here all the time. And I also keep a trauma kit and full medical kit in my vehicles, all three vehicles at all times. And that's another thing you want to talk about, hey, what do you keep in your car? could go with that too. Yeah. All right. Um this is uh, thirty six hours of emergency food rations. This is from SOS rations, right? Uh, SOS it, food it labs. Was- so they taste like cardboard, but like that's you yeah, uh-huh. know, three days worth of calories right there for you. And it's all vacuum sealed.
0: So So I mean what is it essentially? Is it just like it's um, like a bar. Is
1: it Yeah it's okay. just like a compressed gotcha. bar but it just it's just packed with nutrients and yeah. protein, vitamins, carbs need carbs. Right. Yeah. Um, so I usually keep a Glock. Okay. So some kind of handgun, some kind of handgun, it can be a nine millimeter. It can be a 22. Uh, sometimes I carry a suppressed 22 because I think that that's one of the best things to have. Cause if you needed to, you know, shoot something to eat, I mean, you could do yeah. it quietly yeah. and not Disturb anybody or cause, um, you know, attention, draw attention to yourself, that sort of thing. Uh, with the Glocks, you know, this is why I like them because I can carry a bigger stick. So it's a 24 round mag. You can also keep a 33 rounder if you need it, but I mean, that's that's quite a bit of ammo to have to deal with right there. um Let's see. All right, paracord. Right, paracords. I mean, paracords, paracord. Everybody knows. All right. I think this is the most important thing in this bag, and you might agree with me. Toilet paper.
0: What oh. <laughs> All right, you got to have some toilet well,
1: paper in your bug out bag. I mean, the people
0: of 2020 would totally
1: agree with Oh, me. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, we'll get to that in a second. Let's see. Although I will say that's not really
0: a lot
1: of toilet paper. Well, I mean, I'm thinking <laughs> I, I've got three days of food rations. I mean, I'm trying to get me. This, this bag uh, is my get home bag. My bug out of the car bag. Like I said, it's it's going to be different for everybody. All right. Okay. So let me put this thing down. I got some other tools in here. I'll show you in a second. All right. Um, So, illumination. Keep some kind of light.
0: Yeah. So, because I'm thinking, I'm like, all right. So, this is like high end, you know, but then I think we should go through the bag and figure out how do we deduct costs from this.
1: Well, like I said, there's the bag, you can get a $20 Jansport or a $10 Jansport off of the internet or at a flea market. All right, that leaves you yeah. with an extra $160 to play with. Now, like, when I'm when I'm talking about particular items, you know, you can always just go with um, a lesser expensive brand or whatever other flashlight that might work. I mean, this is my Surefire that I carry every day. All right, I've had this light for years and years and years. It's one of the older uh, in the backup MVs, okay? Uh, I carry this on my person, so I always have illumination on my person. And I carry extra CR-123s, all right? That's six extra batteries in a little Surefire pack, all right? But you can go inexpensive, and if you just need something in your bag, these headlamps are like, you can get a pack of two for like $20 on Amazon. And these things are great. My kids use them outside all the time, but they've got an LED bar across the front and then uh, like a spotlight on the side with a few different settings. And this is leading to my next point, but these are uh, rechargeable, okay? So this, if, if you get anything in your bag, you need some kind of way of, like, recharging electronic devices. If you're bugging out and, like, cell towers are still active, Internet's still active, you can get information. You need a way to keep your devices charged. All right, just a small battery bank works great. And these things are pretty inexpensive, but if you got a little bit more budget to play with, this is a product from Powerfilm Solar. All right. I've been using these things for years. I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this, Ava. All right. Mm -hmm. So this is a rechargeable battery bank, but it recharges via solar. All right. So you can get a full charge off of this bank right here, but you can also recharge the bank if you're just kind of hanging out for a little while and you got a good sunny spot. And, um, this thing is great. It saved my bacon in a few situations um, where I needed some extra juice um but
0: where do you find those things
1: so you just buy these online um there's a lot of different retailers that sell them but you can go direct from uh, power film solar if you want to um i think there's a website i've used before it's called solar Made. um but this mm-hmm. is this is well known this is a well-known brand in the like emergency preparedness realm and like prepper community they know all about these and they have this is a small one they have larger units too they can uh, put out a lot more wattage, and they can power larger devices like laptops and things like that. But these are great. Um, other illumination options, light sticks, you yeah, know, just glow sticks, right? These come in really handy. Um, and they're cheap enough. They're very cheap. Um, so I usually keep a fire kit. Okay. Now, this is one that I put together, but uh, there's stuff available from, like, Blackbeard. Uh, you can get kits for 20, 30 bucks that do everything you need it to do. They have, um, your, your like tender material. Um, this is actually one of the little white brood fire starters right here that I've used a good bit. Um, but I've got a bellows in here, some little, um, little knives. I've got this little waterproof cover, little waterproof cover for a lighter. I keep matches in here and stuff too. And I've got a, um. Uh, like a magnesium fire starter stick right here, you know? So a way to make fire if you need to. I mean, and this is getting into the fact, like, you're going to be out there for a few days. Oh, um, yeah. so, and let's see. I'm trying to think. It, it's it's hard to go over everything because I know what's in this bag, but I had to make a list. Um, in my medical kit, I also have um, some thermal blankets. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like, even the, uh, was it, Mylar? Yeah blankets, those things. I mean, they're taking up just like a oh, square yeah. inch of your bag and, you know, and they actually work really well. I mean, most people should have that in your bed kit.
1: Yeah. Mylar is a great product and they work really, really well. Um, especially in situations where you're needing a little bit of warmth. Um, but yeah, all that stuff is packed into that red bag. So it's all nice and compressed and compact and you've got the most important things that you would need on top like your tourniquet. Yeah. And technically you can put your tourniquet on the outside if you want to. Uh these are just yeah. uh charging cables. So one of these is for my radio and I can actually plug this into my power bank and I can trickle charge my radio. Okay. And the radio's got an extended power battery on. The batteries last forever. And
0: um Which radio do you have? Is it like a tiny radio? Uh, no, or...
1: so this is well we can talk about the radio if you'd like. Uh-huh. Uh this is one of the um Baofengs. It's just a Chinese made kind of Inexpensive radios, the UV5R, I believe. Yeah, or, oh, I'm sorry. No, this is the B5F8HP. I've got the U5s at the house. Um, but this has an extended battery pack on it. And uh, the imported radios, they can get away with having um, some different uh, frequency allocations on the radio. So uh, this has not only the ham bands, but you can also do uh, FRS, which is family radio service. Uh, those are the kind of radios that you buy at Walmart in the little carded packages, you know, like the little walkie-talkies. That's on Family Radio Service. You have access to all those bands. Uh, also, GMRS. Uh, GMRS towers are scattered all over the United States, and a lot of overlanders will use those type of radios to communicate with each other. Um, and you're, basically, your signal bounces off those GMRS towers to get you a little bit of extra range. Um, but those are nice. You have to have a license for that. It's like 70 or 75 bucks for three to five years. I can't recall. Um, I can't recall the specifications. I've got one, but it's been a few years since I got it. And then you have the, uh, access to all the ham bands and technically you're supposed to be licensed to be on those bands and have a call sign. Uh, mine is KX4UR, um, for any of you ham heads out there, uh, you want to look me up. But
0: so it's funny you put it. You said that because um, growing up, my sister and I, so our uncles were very much into the him, him mm-hmm. radio and I still remember my uncle's, uh, the letters His call sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just because I just remember as a kid, like he'd always be like, Hey, this is blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yep. And like they would talk to each other. And I always thought it was so weird because isn't it, I mean, I don't remember how it works anymore, but isn't it like, I mean, essentially everyone can hear your conversation, yes. right?
1: so on on ham frequencies it's pretty much just open open comms um there are some ways to get around that which probably would be suited for another video um but there are ways to like mask communications and such and some of it's frowned upon but in an emergency situation you want private communications i mean there's ways to get it um the frs bands are pretty easy because you can like set sub channels and things and um it's It's not really encryption, but you can kind of make it really hard for somebody to track you and your frequency down that you're actually using at the time um but anyways, um you also get weather on these so do you ever you ever um have a emergency weather radio Ava no. okay, so like y'all don't really get tornadoes or anything like really crazy weather out there than than snow right
0: I mean, I guess the only thing that we would. Be privy to is the a tornado, but I've never had one
1: like in my So life. down the south, they're pretty common. And, you know, when springtime rolls around, we have storms that roll through all the time. And uh, we also have hurricanes that come up from the Gulf a good bit of time. And uh, that can wreak some havoc. But uh, there's emergency uh, radio towers all around the, the country as a whole. Um, but each one of them has a certain frequency that is allocated. And you can tune into it. And the weather radios are set up with all those frequencies pre-programmed, so all you have to do is just kind of scan through, find the frequency that's coming in the strongest, and that's your local weather station, and they repeat uh, the normal, everyday weather. They do forecasts, and then they also provide emergency um, weather news, uh, tornado warnings, uh, flash flood watches, etc., on those networks. And if you don't have access to the internet or TV to try to figure out what's going on, or if you're in a, in a, in an area that is a clear and present danger to your, your life, right. Then you can tune in on your weather station, on your radio, and you can get all that information that you need. I mean, these things are immensely handy for collecting information when the situation is not exactly what you would want it to be. Okay. Um, But these things are, you can get, these radios for well under 30 bucks most of the time. I mean, you can get multiple packs of these radios and I mean, look, they're inexpensive. They work and keep a couple of them around. If one of them ever craps out on you, throw it away and just grab the other one, but just keep them programmed. And they're easy to program too. But
0: man, we have to to dedicate an entire series or episode to, to ham radios because, um, I definitely want to get started in that and I wouldn't even, I mean, I guess I could ask my uncles, but I'm sure I'm not alone when I'm just like, I don't know. Okay, cool. So you go on Amazon, you order these radios, like you don't even know what you're really looking for. If you, you know, some are probably better than others. And then on top of that, you also have to get certified just to do Mm -hmm. it, right?
1: Technically. Yeah. I mean, you could get in some trouble and be fined, you know, if uh, somebody tracks you down, if you're broadcasting or you know, on, on the ham bands and you're not licensed to do so, there's certain protocols and things that you have to follow. Um, it, it just kind of gives you the knowledge to communicate on the bands, uh, effectively and responsibly, but also know what the laws and regulations and things are too. But it's, it's also a learning yeah. thing. Like you, you can get joined like a, a club and you know, everybody shares a knowledge and, uh, you can learn some new new things and, and how to go about um, working your radios better, uh, increasing your, your, uh, your capabilities as a whole, and just increasing your skill set. Um, you're not going to get that a lot of times just on your own. I mean, some people do, but really some people learn better in a group and especially with mentors and such. Um, now, tools. Uh, I keep a Leatherman, and Leathermans are a dime a dozen. I mean, you can get inexpensive ones that – you know, 20 bucks up to, you know, 80, 100, 120 dollars. Um, I don't even remember what model this one is because I'm not really big on brand names and models these days. This is a super tool. So it's got pliers, screwdriver, knives, saws like all the things that a growing boy needs, right? This is a handy thing to have in any situation. And I've used a Leatherman to fix vehicles before. I mean, when I don't have any other tools available. Um, so they come in really handy, but having some kind of a tool, at least a knife is, is preferable. Um, but like I said, you can get everything into this pack that, I mean, you can get it for under a thousand dollars if you budget things out and, and, um, you know, pick, um, maybe slightly lesser expensive brands for certain products. Um, and, uh, save some money, like in the backpack itself, you don't need an armored backpack. I just choose to use it because, you know, that's just what I choose to use. Um, but that, that's pretty much everything that I have in that bag, but it's, it's not necessarily everything that I would carry on a daily basis. Like I said, I carry a bunch of stuff in the vehicle too, uh, because there's more room and I'm hauling my family around stuff a lot of times too. So I've got to think about, uh, what I need to take care of six people not just myself yeah so
0: exactly. um, okay so we're gonna take a quick break talk about Gideon optics um, and then go back to all right how do we you know how do we get this down to under a thousand dollars the stuff that you listed in your bag okay. uh, first Gideon optics um, what were you gonna say about them so like they
1: they're a relatively they, newer brand um, but they're putting out some pretty nice quality optics at a very budget friendly price and they have pretty much your run-of-the-mill lineup they have all of your lpvo's they have your red dots prisms they have the encapsulated red dots uh, pretty much like everybody else has on the market but um their guardian is kind of what um caught my eye recently and we were talking about it last week as well but they have a 1 to 10 lpvo out now uh with second focal plane optic uh or second second focal plane reticle, 34 millimeter main tube, but the weight is what struck me because it's right at about twenty ounces, which is kind of odd for um an optic in this price point with a 34 millimeter main tube. Most of the time they're much heavier, uh which was kind of surprising. So you're not putting a brick on top of your um on top of your rifle. But they also have a pretty wide range of uh, micro red dots for your various uh you know handguns as well so your micro size for your super uh, concealed carry pieces and then your more standard like RMR type pattern pieces for your full-size handguns and your subcompacts and compacts. So I think that they're doing a pretty good job and they've really been getting their name out there lately and the prices are just stellar and they've got a lot of things on sale right now. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So check it out, GideonOptics.com. All right, so first thing that I would say in order to cut the budget is the gun. Mm -hmm. So you have a block Blocks are, you know, they range about $500, give or mm-hmm. take. Um, so, I mean, for me personally, like there's some guns that, uh, like for example, the Smith & Wesson mm-hmm. Shield, the Gen 1. You could get that depending if, you know, sometimes they offer rebates um, and then there's a sale, but you can get that gun for like 200 bucks, give mm-hmm. or take. I got one my Gen 1 for 200 bucks. Um, I also saw that. They recently had one like on, on certain places. They were selling it for like 260 or something like that. So that's a pretty good deal. It's a good gun. It's reliable. And that cuts the price in half. Um, there's also other guns out there that are pretty affordable where, you know, especially if it's just one of those guns where you're not gonna shoot all mm-hmm. the time and you're gonna put in a bag and it's gonna stay there and you may not see it for a few years unless you need it, you know, Well, um, let's see,
1: Smith and Watson just re-released their uh, SD9 VE line, I believe. So with some updates, okay. but still on that same, like 300 ish dollar price point. And that's more of a, yeah. uh, like a compact size gun. So you got like 15 round magazines. Now I don't know if there's any um, base plates that work with those. I can't remember if the magazine compatibility is the same as the MMPs, but you don't have the same yeah. capacity like you have with Glock sticks. You know, you can, have one extra yeah. mag and have 30 plus extra rounds of ammunition which you may or may not need that's why i choose glocks but the price is definitely higher and it does take up half of the budget of a thousand dollar bag easily
0: so. yeah there, there is a lot of aftermarket magazines though that do make magazines that are like 30 rounds for some of one. okay so i mean i don't know if they have one for the sdve or the shield though
1: Yeah. The shield, the shield's a a single stack. So you're kind of limited there. Um, but you know, it's, I just think about the gun that I usually carry on a daily basis. And, uh, I I have a couple of 19s. One of them stays in my, in the waistband holster most of the time, but I keep one in my bag too, just in case for whatever reason, I don't have my carry piece on me. I always have one in my bag. Um, so I mean, take that for what you will. Uh, the food, the food's pretty cheap. Those, um, um, those three-day things are about twenty dollars, you know, and you can yeah. get a multi-pack of them, like a three-pack of them, for pretty inexpensive. Wow. Yeah,
0: and I would definitely say, we're talking about the bug-out bag. It's not like you know this. Like, you're gonna fold. You're gonna be like, "Hey, look, I got a bag of rice," and you're like, "Cool, that's great." What are you gonna do with that right. rice? You know, it's not like you can add water and you know. I mean, you gotta assume that you might be on the run, and, yeah. and you just gotta eat quick you're not going to be able to cook well it. look speaking
1: of water i forgot one very important thing it was in like the little top oh. pouch in my bag so you need some way of like filtering water you're not going to like yeah. put a gallon of water or two in your bag unless you want to do like a camelback or something but then that kind of gets expensive and yeah, you know you got to change out that yeah. water on a on a regular basis but uh this is from and you're
0: gonna be on foot and that's going to be heavy yeah. and I don't wanna carry oh,
1: yeah. So this is from Sawyer. So everybody's seen the uh, live straws. You've probably seen the live straws, right? Like the ads where the guy's like down in the water going, right? So this is pretty cool because you can actually put water in your your bottle or they give you like this little uh, pouch, right? And it's just threaded at the top. You can actually put this right here on the bag and then you can just suck out of this and it filters it up. And... Look, they say that these things, I'm sure in in ideal circumstances, are good for 100,000 gallons of water. I don't Um, know. I don't know if I believe that, but I chose this. Go ahead. It probably also depends
0: on the quality of the water. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, if you're filtering tap water, I could see maybe 100,000 gallons. But if you're filtering out of the mud puddle, eh, I don't know. But the reason I chose this, because look how tiny it is on the life straw. Leaves yeah. twice the size, and this one has uh, extra capabilities that the life straws that I currently own don't have. Uh, so that's why I picked the little Sawyer. And they all do the same job. I mean, they're all activated charcoal filters. You know, this one says it filters ninety nine point nine 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 percent of particulates out, and bacteria and viruses and things like that. So, pretty cool little system.
0: I, w- I would be curious though to do like a little bit of a experiment with that. And try out all of the different ones and see like which
1: one gives you the best quality. Of the yeah, water. I mean quality is one thing, but my big thing is just safety. Like, is the water safe to drink? Will it make me sick? No. Hey, good. I'm 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 there. So, in a situation like that, you know, you kind of give up some of your uh, your comforts. But um, yeah, yeah, I forgot all about the water because it wasn't in my main compartment. Um, this backpack has like an extra little piece up top, and actually actually normally have an extra medical kit in there Um, and then charging cables. I mean, for, for all the devices and stuff like that, but anywho. Well,
0: what would you use for, um, you know, like, let's say when you go to sleep at night, like what are you using for like shelter? That
1: Mylar, uh... that Mylar thing and just finding a hole to sleep in, I guess. I mean, I'm thinking bugging out. Uh, I've never really carried like camping supplies or anything in here. I I keep a poncho sometimes uh, depending on the time of year. But uh that mylar is is a good way to just to stay warm. Um, and in the vehicle, I usually keep extra blankets and uh and coats and things as well. but um like I said, my my bug out situation is like getting my butt home where I can prepare um to get my family out a little bit more efficiently. Um, so I'm not planning on like camping if I don't have to, but if i if I had to sleep somewhere, I'd use a mylar and just kind of stay warm you know, to whatever degree I could. And I've got, you know, a way to make fire if I had to. So that's the way, that's my thought process anyways. It's probably, I don't know, probably not insanely practical for some folks, but that's the way I think about it.
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely hard to plan because at the end of the day, we really just don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't even know if our house is going to be around. Like we, I mean, there might be a huge bomb or something and, and now we have nothing to go to when we are stuck with just like what we have in our bug out bag. But that's why it's really important to have tools, things for safety, mm-hmm. um, you know, because then you can kind of fend for yourself, you know, go hunting, um, you know, cut down certain things and make things. And yeah, you can. So, yeah,
1: um, I'm, but it's- I'm just adding up what we've currently got real quick just to kind of give an idea. All right, yeah. so we got three hundred dollars left.
0: But I, so that was good. So I mean, ultimately, because people don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Um, what would you say? Okay, if people are like, all right, but I, you know, I, I mean, I could, I could spray the extra three hundred. What would you say that would be a good idea for them to buy that we have not
1: covered? Um, so that three hundred actually includes that little power film lightsaber, right? So mm-hmm. that that's about a hundred eighty dollar uh, battery bank solar panel. Um, so if you didn't want to have something like that, you'd have, you know, a budget of almost $500 left. Uh, I would say, you know, radio flashlights, um, paracord fire kit tools, extra tools, or if you want to pack in like, a, um, like, a, a very small camping apparatus, like a little sleeping bag or something along those lines. If you wanted to pack more of like a day pack, um, you could do that and have a bigger bag. um, the reason I use this one is cause I carry it with me too. It doesn't just stay in the vehicle. A lot of times I'll tote it with me if I'm going to to church or, um, you know, just out with the family, it goes with me. And there's been times where I've carried like a little SBR or something in here to have a little bit more capability depending on where we're going, like a, a Glock 17 and a and T, you know, chassis system. Um, but that's me. I'm a little bit extreme in that case. Um, but the, the sky's the limit with a bag like this. It doesn't have to just sit in your vehicle all the time. You can use it on a regular basis. And I think that's a good thing that um, people need to think about is, you know, you need to use your gear and uh, kind of replace and replenish certain uh, components in it from time to time, like those food packs. You need to check on them every now and again, make sure the bag is not punctured because then that decreases the life of that food and it's, you know, it's dehydrated and some, some of the food stuff is like freeze dried. So it's got like 25 to 30 year shelf life, uh, which is great. But if, you know, that, uh, bag is ruptured in some way, then, you know, that, uh, expiration, you know, time period is greatly shortened. Right. So you need to monitor your, your equipment, change out medical supplies, replenish stuff, like I mentioned. Um, but I would fill it with medical, medical, medical more than just about anything else um as like skinny medic always says you never know when you're going to be the first responder and um i've been in a couple of situations uh just within the past year where there weren't um real emergency situations it wasn't like somebody got a giant cut in their firm reward or something they're bleeding all over the place but some some uh elderly individuals like fell had pretty bad, bad spills at our church and i'm grabbing my bag and i'm getting gauze out and wrapping them up and just checking them out and, you know, there's some other medical professionals there. There's some EMTs and firemen um, that kind of come on the scene afterwards. We're all kind of there together, but um, yeah, just being prepared and just having the things available at the time that may may be needed, but medical, a lot of it.
0: I think, personally, I would probably add like an extra box of ammo or two. I don't know because, well, if, you know, things are this bad and this crazy and you're like, you have to leave your car and like Get back home. I mean, I just feel like even if you have a mag that holds 30 rounds, mm-hmm. it would probably be beneficial to have a little bit
1: more. So, depending on where I'm going, uh, there may or may not be a rifle in the vehicle and battle belt. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. I know some friends of mine, they carry like a full armor kit occasionally. I'll carry the battle belt and I'll carry a rifle with me and I'll, I'll carry a combat loadout sometimes. I mean, like, yeah. where are you going, Mogadishu? No, but, I yeah. mean, look, look what happened in 20 and 20, or 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 with all the craziness going on. I mean, folks blocking the yeah. interstates and, you know, people, like, threatening, you know, drivers and banging on their cars, throwing uh, Molotov cocktails at everybody. I mean, that's some yeah. crazy, scary stuff. You don't want to be yeah. stuck in the thick of it. No, exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, um, definitely let us know what you guys think. And uh, if you guys have any other things that you think that, you know, Chad left out and that you think you should add, um, I am definitely, I'm definitely going to start on my bug out bag. And uh, and then I definitely want to dedicate an episode to ham radios. Okay. And it's ham, right? Not no, ham.
1: it's ham. H-A-M.
0: Okay. Hand the radios, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Uh, so, but I think that that's, you know, something that, um, is coming back and, and a lot of people are, are putting some effort into that, but there's just, you know, because it's such an old form of communication that we just don't know a
1: lot about. Oh, look, I'll, and, I'll say this, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of new ways to communicate over the hand bands that use, um, computers and use, um, like email and things like that, uh, without the use of the internet. At all. It, everything travels via radio, but we'll talk about it in another episode. You'll be pretty impressed with, you know, kind of what's out there these days. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Right on. All right. So uh, wrapping up, our listener of the week is Tin Man 4X. He said, all of the first episodes were a little rocky. Hopefully, Chad will stick around and be a longtime co-host. Which is really funny that he says stick around because I'm starting to think people are probably like, what's wrong with Ava? Why can't she keep a co-host? which for the record, Dalen and I are still really good friends just saw him that shot show. We talked to even offered to come back on the show if I needed it. Um, so we did not end on bad terms and, uh, but I mean, it, that kind of laugh that made me laugh. Uh, yeah. So Chad, hopefully you stick around. Uh, I especially appreciate insider type interviews with different manufacturers. There's always something we've learned versus just reading an abbreviated description on gun parts websites asking the specific questions to the actual men and women producing products. is great. Pew, pew. All right, cool. Um, I think that we should do a giveaway. So I do this on my third podcast, but starting today, the next 10 episodes that we get are going to be entered into a little raffle. So it's only 10 people and we're going to pick a lucky winner and I'm going to put together a grab bag with lots of cool little stuff. And, um, and I think we're just going to continue to do that here on out. So in order to enter this, this giveaway, you guys have to go to, uh, iTunes. If you have an iPhone, super easy, just search for Pew Pew panel, scroll down at the very end, and you'll see where it says reviews and ratings. Click on that, send us a review. You can't just put a, a star rating. You actually have to write a review. We'll see it and you'll get entered. And then, um, once we get 10... 10 reviews, then we will draw a lucky winner. And I think on that note, we're out of here. Definitely want to hear from you guys. Feel free to write us at panel at gmail.com. And uh, can't wait to share the, the next topic for next episode with you guys. But until then, we will see you later.
1: See you guys.